Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about MLW Kings of Coliseum 2022 featuring the main event of Alexander Hammerstone defending the MLW Championship against Richard Holiday. Um, uh, excuse my voice. I've been battling a head cold. It's been going around the, the kids' schools and the kids and got to me and um, if you heard the fight game media, uh, fight game podcast on the wrestling observer site, uh, that just dropped, um, when you're listening to this a few days ago and I had a, a very raspy voice then and I got through it. So I'm going to try to get through this episode as well. Um, I've been getting a lot better. It's just, it's just, I still got this, this voice. So, um, so yeah, so I apologize, but, uh, Hopefully by next week the my voice will be went back to normal. So maybe maybe you'll like this. I don't know. Some people say they like this voice. I don't know. It give me crap. Anyways, um, like I said, I'm covering MLW Kings of Coliseum 2022, and the reason why I'm covering MLW, I was just thinking about you know I was thinking about what I'm going to cover. I was thinking about who I haven't watched in a while. Then I for some reason MLW came up. But I was thinking of scrolling through Twitter. And I saw, uh, uh, you know, Hammerstone come up on my Twitter feed. And I was like, yeah, what the hell's going on with MOW? I just feel like haven't heard much. Um, and I said, yeah, so I'm going to check it out. So I went to YouTube to see on the uh, MOW uh, YouTube page to see what they have going on. And and the most recent episode was this episode, but it was like posted three months ago. And I was like, man, I think they done or and i know they had a hiatus because of the pandemic and you know a lot of people did and but i was like oh i thought they were still i thought i saw some stuff and and there has been shows like they just did a show in, in september that they filmed and i don't know what they're going to do with that show or obviously they can i don't know how they're going to release at least it coming up but and they're having a, a show coming up i think i believe in november um, a big taping. I think I just saw that on the Wrestling Observer um, uh, website. So, but it was just interesting to me, like the most recent episode was like from, from three months ago. It was this episode. And I was like, that's strange, but I have it's been a while since I watched, you know, MLW. And so I, I wanted to give a shot again, you know, then the main event was Alexander Hammerstone 
and versus Richard Holiday. And I really, I really like both guys a lot, especially Alexander Hammerstone, who, who I got to work with in Premiere and also in uh, uh, APW. I think we brought him in uh, one time in APW, and he did a tremendous job. And him and Jacob Fatu, I remember having a really great match. I think, in my opinion, um, Jacob, Jacob Fatu's best match in my time of booking APW. Um, I just thought it was just a very uh, well well put together match from Hammerstone, who was the heel in that match and calling the match, really featuring Jacob's uh, best of what he does with his um, you know his high flying for such a big man, and also from you know you know as the baby face. And I thought I thought Hammerstone was just a great heel, bumping around for him, making Jacob Hatu look like a million bucks. I mean, it was it was a I really loved that match. It just really made me. Happy to see the, the growth of Alexander Hammerstone because when I booked him for a, a premiere, excuse me, he was still very green, but the talent was there. You know, the potential was there. And I'm so glad he's meeting that potential. Um, so I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm gonna cover this. I'm gonna cover this episode. And because I want to see uh Alexander Hammerstone work. I like his work and I wanna and I like Richard Holiday. I liked the, I liked when they were together as a group with MJF and MLW. Um I thought that was one of the best six-man tag teams out there. And when MJF went to AW, I was like, God, they could get Hammerstone and Richard Holiday to come along with him. That, that's that's They're such a great act together. And I that could happen in the future. You know, I'm sure, you know, I don't know how, I know Hammerstone does have a, I don't know how much he signed, but I think it was a, for a few more years with MLW. But shit, man, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, here. Here, Court Bauer, I'm paying off, you know, what can I do to get Hammerstone here in AEW, right? Like, fuck the Chuck Taylors, Trent Barretta's the world. These, a lot of these guys just, 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 just being an anchor to that show. They don't add anything and, you know, bring in fucking main event player. And, you know, know, Hammerstone to me is a main event guy. He's a you know he's a young still a very young guy that you can grow and that you can build on and has great chemistry already with you know as we've seen with MJF it's just just a perfect fit you know like those those if you know when AEW started you know, a guy like Hammerstone was the guy that was on my mind I would get you know not Chuck Taylor I mean I'm just I'm not trying to single out him but you know this I mean why you know like. His guy has a, a a a pretty good contract. He's on national television, and and it just looks like he doesn't even care. You know, it looks like he should be you know ripping tickets at the movie theater. Um, you know, instead of being a professional wrestler. And I, you know, I'm 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 bagging him hard, but that's just the way it is when I watch it. When I watch this guy, just watching this past Wednesday, just sucking up the joint, being in bad position, just being a just a just a you know a waste of time, and. And you have this guy Hammerstone. I you know he is. He's a contract down with W. I don't know how much it is, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guessing AEW does pay. I'm sure of it. Way more than MLW. And I, you know, I think he sh- should be there. He should be there on my television on TNT or TBS. You know, we shouldn't be looking at the t- Chuck Taylors of the world. You know, just just there. You know, getting a charity case contract because he's you know friends with you know. Orange Cassidy and the other goofballs on the roster. Like, he, you know, 
it's just so frustrating. But anyways, I don't want to go on this long tirade about that. But, you know, I just, it just, I get frustrated. I see, like, just A-plus talent, like Hammerstone. You know, I'm not, I'm not knocking MLW. You know, I you know, I actually like MLW. I think they do, you know, they do a good job. It's a well-produced show. It's very professional-looking. I love the graphics. I love, um, you know, I mean, if it was on TV and you're scrolling your television, you click on wrestling, what's checking this out? Like, you, it's not an embarrassing uh, production. You know, it doesn't look low red. It looks it looks a good quality um, show, you know. And the wrestling, uh, there's some issues there. But when it comes to, like, you know, you know getting a fan to stop and check it out, like, they, they always probably stick around a little bit, you know, because of the how, how professional it does look. And I liked MLW for a while. I was watching it. I was kind of watching most of the episodes, you know, with, with when that filthy Tom Lawler there. And, and of course, when I said Hammerstone was there with MJF and, uh, you know, Jeff Cobb did a couple shots there. They, they, they were onto some cool stuff, but then they would get really funky with stuff. And I kind of just got out of MLW, just kind of stopped watching because, you know, busy with other stuff and um, just not just other stuff to watch in wrestling, but just, you know, busy, just, you know, with my family life, it's just hard to just sit there and watch everything, you know? I got a family. You know, it's hard to sit there and watch hours and hours of wrestling. And like I used to in the past when I, you know, didn't have all this responsibility. So so I had to pick and choose my time wisely. Um, yeah, but I did check in, like, I mean, a few months ago or during the whole, like, I'm like, what? Is MLW bringing back Caesar Duran from Lucha Underground, like, what the hell's up with that? So I checked it out and bizarre. This was totally wacky. You know, it's totally not my thing. I was not a fan of Lucha Underground. Um, I respect the how much it became a launching pad for a lot of these guys. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Ray Phoenix, uh, uh, King Cuerno, you know, uh, Santos Escobar, you know, etc. You know, Penta. Pentagon Jr. Like it really springboard a lot of these guys out there and 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 got the attention of you know you know a lot of these fans a lot of the, you know all the indies were booking we were but we were booking these guys to NAPW at the time, um so it did that springboard you know a lot of the guys' careers so I, I respect Lucha Underground for that but at the same time it's like shit, the product was just a, was goofy I, mean, I just couldn't get into it. it's not my not my thing really i'd watch i think i'd mostly watch just to watch you know jeff cobb because you know uh yeah i've known him for a very long time and i always like to check in to see what he's doing and and you know at the time that was like you know his big first big contract and you know he did a great job as matanza and so um and now he's just doing a tremendous job as in new japan and and killing it nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. 
What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, so I, but when I, I saw them bringing back Lucha Underground, it was such a little niche of a, of a fan base that, you know, I don't know what was going to add. I think other than just like get some attention real quick, like Lucha Underground, they're doing stuff with Lucha Underground kind of thing. Oh, let's check it out. And but it's just like Lucha Underground is just not going to last long, right? So I watched the episode with Lucha Underground stuff, and I was like, eh, this is, eh, I'll check back with you later, MLW. And here we are. Now I'm checking it out again. So um, this match, this show here was King of Coliseum. Um, this episode premiered on July 14th, um, and it was a three-match show. It's a quick hour of wrestling, easy watch, um, and it was okay. That's how it kind of came out of it. I was expecting, I was expecting like, okay, this is this is gonna this this could potentially get me back into it, you know, especially with that main event with Hammerstone versus Holiday. And right off the bat on this episode, they have this great video package. Like I said it before, MLW has a great production team for their you know for their budget. I mean, they really, they really do a great job, and. In the video package, talking about the history between Alexander Hammerstone and Richard Holiday, and as their team with MGF and their success they both had within the MLW to to the breakup and to what brought us to this main event match on this episode, really well done, and it really got me invested right off the bat, and also got got me feel it gave it gave me. Like I'm about to see a big match. It gave me that big match feel. Like I, okay, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna stick around for this. Definitely gonna stick around for this matchup. I'm glad I made this choice, right? So, so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this is good. This is good stuff. And then we have the opening match, match number one, MOW Women's Featherweight Division, Brittany Blake is a heel versus Zoe Sky. And I remember seeing Brick, Brittany Blake once before in MLW. I think she wrestled Demi Exo, I think her name is, or something like that. And it was just whew, like one of those matches that's so bad, you're like, it's one of those I'd be like, you know what? We can't air that. We just can't even air this match at all. But they did. I mean, I know you got to feel time, but fuck, I would have put a black screen up than that match. It was That was how bad it was, right? So Brittany Bay comes out and you know they're talking about her credentials and everything, and she's wrestled all over the world. She's wrestled in Japan. I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see some improvement, man. You know, maybe she's had, you know, maybe she's a bad night in the office last time I saw her. Out came Zoe, uh, Zoe Sky, and good looks, smaller wrestler, great shape, uh, look like a like a like a like a spark plug. Okay, okay, I like her look. I dig it. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. And now, granted, this is a cold match, right? 
cold match. There was no video package to say there's history between these people or these two individuals. And it's a grudge. And it's just a cold match in the featherweight women's division, right? Nothing wrong with that either. You know, cold matches is not a bad term. You know, there's matches that just happen, right? Like there's a day they're happy because people are winning matches to, to, uh, to move up the rankings. So Zoe Sky, she, you know, jumps on the top rope. And and there's pretty Brittany Brittany Blake just looking at her and Zoe Stark just comes to the top rope and hits a flying drop kick. <laughs> just jump starts this thing. Why? Who the fuck knows? I don't know why the jump start this match. I don't know why a cold match needs a jump start like this. It makes no damn sense. And because you do a jump start like this, especially like I've seen this jump start happen before, and uh, uh, I don't want to call it a famous match, but the term is pretty famous: the uh, Super J Cup, nineteen ninety-five. Really good tournament. Highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know nineteen ninety-four is the you know the top of the line when it comes to tournaments junior heavyweight tournaments but wars super j 1985 is 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 tremendous as well and one of my favorite matches of that show is grand naniwa from michidoka pro taking on the legend jushin Thunder liger and liger you know liger from new japan legendary japanese wrestler naniwa Exciting young wrestler from Michinoku Pro, from a very small area in Japan, small island in Japan, small sector of Japan, whatever. I know Justin Nipper's going to correct me. <laughs> no, and I deserve it. But, you know, very small indie, basically, right? Though they were getting some some buzz because of the Lucha Libre style they were doing and the high flying and all, all that stuff. And... Liger comes up, you know, he gets in the ring, goes on the top rope, does this, waves his hands to the crowd. People are like, yay. And Grand Aniwa just runs at him, throws a drop kick, drops him off the top rope. Liger takes him off the floor. And and Naniwa's on Liger, right? And I love that start because Naniwa is this young gun. He's not favored to win this match against a legend like Liger. He knows this. He needs to do something that's going to give him the advantage. He needs to just, just, you know, hit him quick, hit him early. And that's what he did. Right? And I just love that story that they told. They told a great story in that match. Liger won, of course. But people respected Naniwa for what he did. I love Naniwa. He was a fun, the crab guy did the crab thing. I loved him. One of my favorites of Michidoka Pro at the time. I just love that match. Go check that match out. It's really good. But here we're just having a jump start just because they want to start hot. Start with wrestling. Start with the lockup. Start with, you know, start with some chain wrestling. Start with a fucking better match, honestly. Better workers on this show. I mean, Zoe Sky, I see a lot of potential in her. But Brittany Blake, man, I just... I did not see any improvement from what they were talking about. Going to Japan, all that stuff. I mean, 
I mean, did she go on a trip to Japan? Did she go buy a ticket to the Tokyo Dome to watch, you know, Wrestle Kingdom? Like, what happened here? This match was like first day after graduate wrestling school match. Like, just, just choreographed, slow moving. Going to my, they're going a mile a minute, but slow, and you can just kind of see everything set up and where they're going. Um, at one point, really, Blake comes off the top rope with like, and she, you know, Zoe Stark, uh, Zoe Stark, I want to say Zoe Stark, Zoe Sky moves out of the way, and Brittany you know, lands on her feet, does a little somersault, right, and she comes up, up Brittany comes up off the somersault and just stands there. Looking straight straight out to the crowd. Not turning around her opponent. Like, just looking straight. And then Zoe Sky comes up from behind and, and hits her German suplex. And it's just like, what? Oh, man, man. I was like, oh, no. This match ended. And it did soon end after that. And Brittany Blake won. I'm like, Brittany Blake, why don't you put Zoe Sky on? At least she has something. She has something. She has spunk. She has fire. Great look. Um, you know, I want to see Zoe Sky. I want to see her work, good workers. You know, I want to see her with a veteran. I want to see that. You know, I would book Zoe Sky, but I would make sure I have her in there with a solid worker to kind of, you know, help her out and, and, and have a nice, cohesive match. But this was just... This was not good. This is another match that just, just could have just done the ECW Paul Heyman thing, fucking edit down, show quick highlight, and just be done with it. Like it was, it was just like this. Almost like said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, just, well, I'm gonna watch something else," you know. But I stuck with it because I want to watch Hammerstone. I want to watch Richard Holiday's match. Right? They have a promo with Richard Holiday and. Alicia too. And last time I saw Alicia too, she was the uh, um, backstage interview for MLW, and you know she turned on Hammerstone as well. Went with Holiday. Now they're together, and they they make a good good package, good look. I like it together. And Holiday cut a really good promo. Um, I kind of wish he had a little more. I don't know body charisma to the promo a little bit. He was kind of just staring straight, but maybe that was he was trying to go for. Maybe just being like, he's just, he's just focused and making a point, like trying to make the point to Hammerstone what he's going to do is win the championship. But I don't know. I just, I just felt like sometimes it was almost like a memorization, you know, but I, it was, it was a good promo. And like I said, I like that. I like that um, package together. Alicia Toot and um, Richard Holiday together. So, so yeah, that, that so far I'm like, okay, they got me back into it. Thank you, Richard Holiday. Thank you so much for, you know, getting me back into it. Okay, I'm back. Okay, that was, you know, that first match. Let's just try to, like, you know, wash this tank off. And then let's just get back to some, some some business here, right? Before I get to the next match, I want to talk about some business. I want to talk about Fight Game Media Plus Patreon. Our Patreon, $5 a month. You get tons of great content covering Pro wrestling, boxing, MMA. Uh, we have my show and Gary Gonzalez's show, our Raw 1998 review. We've been going through and reviewing all of Raw's from 1998 plus the pay-per-views. We just covered Judgment Day, which featured uh, Kane and The Undertaker for the held-up WF title with special 
guest referee. You're not a special guest. He was forced to be the referee by the evil Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I never saw his pay-per-view ever. So it was, it was interesting to go back looking at it. So, um, so that was fun. And we have a lot of other straight shows. We have Brace for Impact podcast, talking about Impact Wrestling, probably the best, in my opinion, the best Impact Wrestling podcast out there with uh, Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva. Um, here on this free feed that you're listening to Take It Home podcast on, they have the review of the television show of, of, of Impact Wrestling. But on the Patreon is where they have all the news, all the happenings of Impact Wrestling. So check that out. There's the AEW uh, Dynamite show right after about you know, maybe a few hours, maybe an hour or so after Dynamite airs. Um, it's up and it's you know Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine covering AEW Dynamite show from that Wednesday, and I, I it's an entertaining listen because with Paul and Jeff, and I highly recommend it. Um, either if if you're a fan of AEW, you would love it. Even if you're not a fan of AEW, I think you would just get a kick out of it because they they they're they're hilarious and they have really great chemistry. I really enjoy their show. If you like Joshi Wrestling, we got a very popular uh, podcast on our Patreon, Five Star Joshi Podcast with Scott. I mean, he, <laughs> he's into everything with the uh, Chappie's Wound Wrestling. He has he knows it all. He's covering it. It's uh, I mean, he's so passionate. Um, and if you're passionate about Joshi Wrestling, check it out. I think you're really gonna I think you're really gonna like our podcast. You're gonna love the Patreon. It's five dollars a month. Gives a shot. Five dollars for one month, and you know, not for you. It's not for you. I get it. I totally get it. But just you know, got kick back on uh, maybe uh, one of those uh, you know, special little treats you get, and just throw it to the I gave me the Patreon Plus, and I think you're gonna really enjoy it. All right. Enough, enough that business. Let's talk about Keys of Coliseum in 2022 here. MLW match number two, ACH versus match Matt Cross, and I was like, this is going to be really good or just fine. It was just fine. It was what you expect from these guys. It was the, the it was a perfect example of a modern day wrestling match. Two athletic guys doing some athletic moves. With no emotion or even body language, you know, or trying to convince you to win a contest. It just, you know, these guys are just really good athletes. And, you know, again, very choreographed. But unlike the previous match, this is with, you know, uh, better athletes and with better timing and more experience. Um, <laughs> one of the commentators said that Matt Cross is a human video game come to life. <laughs> That's pretty much this was what it was. This was... This was a video game match. It really, it really was. Um, it was a perfect call to really exp- um, talk about this match, what it is. Uh, like I said, moves were well executed, but just no real investment as a viewer watching it. Um, Cross one with a shooting star press, and you know that was that. And that was basically it. You know, um, yeah, it happened. Some cool moves, and that's it. I mean, it's just, just it was kind of a, you know, didn't feel like a struggle at all. Just felt like guys doing moves. Couldn't get into it. But follow that was a great promo for Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, so this guy, like I said, this guy looks like a million bucks. He can talk. He can work. Like, come on, dude. Tony Khan, you have all this money. You're, you're hiring all these fucking dudes. Just, you know. 
here and there and this person, that person. Sign Alexander Hammerstone, man. Just drop off a big load of money on Court Bauer's uh, doorstep and be like, dude, I want Alexander Hammerstone. Here you go. You know? <laughs> I think you could work it out. I really think you could. And you know, by the way, throw some money and get Richard Holiday as well. And you know, bring Alicia Tudor as well because they, they got a good package. So, but Hammerstone got a great promo, man. He, it was just really well. I mean, talking about like it was a perfect promo building this upcoming title match. Just talking about Richard Holiday, just get nervous as they get closer to the match time again, shaking his boots and getting sweating and just perfect stuff, man. I love this promo. Let's get on down fired up. All right, dude, this is what I'm, this is why I watched this episode. I'm ready for this world title match, right? Out comes Richard Holiday, Alicia too. Holiday's wearing this, uh, uh, this white sport coat that he beat up Hammerstone in and bloodied up Hammerstone. And there's blood on the coat. So great, great visual. Alicia toots with him. You know, like I said, they make a great package together. Both two very attractive human beings. It just works, man. It just, this is, I, I always like Holiday, but I really like them together. I think that was this great move by MLW. Um, and, you know, I think the two definitely inexperienced a little bit as a, a valet, but I think she could be a good one with more experience and, and um, you know, she gets her timing down on stuff, but she, she, she did a good job. And now came out, I was at Harrison. Like I said, looked like a million bucks. Yo, he, he instantly connects with this crowd. He, no, he, he gets, he's, he's looking at it. He's coming out. He's, he's connecting, right? He's getting in the ring. He's firing people up. People are cheering for him. Like the, you know, he gets it, man. He gets it. And this match overall ended up being a good match. Other than the finish, which I'm going to get to. But the until then, it was a good match. But something was missing. That big-time title match feel that I was ex- looking forward to with the video packages and the promos. This match didn't live up to that. It's, you know, right away, they, they start throwing punches, which is, which is, which is fine. Because there's a, there's a, there's obviously a, a, a big issue here. And, I, and I'm, I'm cool with that. But also, man, Holiday could have done like the Zabisco stall, really build the heat up, get people really all in, you fired up and hate. Yeah, come on, get in there, you pussy. Yeah, you know, yada yada. Hammerstone get, has enough chases after him. Blah, blah, you know, like they could have done that, but they went right at the punches, boom, 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 onto the floor. And they're they're on the floor for a good while. You know, I was counting the thirty seconds on the floor, and at one point. Holiday puts Alicia Toot in front of him as a shield. The old Macho Man Randy Savage Elizabeth spot. Holiday, of course, takes advantage of that because you know Hamster's not gonna hit a lady, and he hits a Russian leg sweep on the floor, and they're both down. And they cut to a commercial break. They, 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 I mean, I know it's on YouTube, but they're pitching to a commercial break because this is gonna be on some television station somewhere, and one of their various different, you know television streaming services are on and all that stuff right on a two guys down the floor he got the commercial break then like why why 
So like you're already telling us like, oh, don't worry about it. They'll, they'll be back. They're not going to get counted out. They should have got counted out because they've been out there for fucking 30 seconds. I hate that when the guys disregard the count. You can work around with it, right? And the referee's just, he's just, he, he did a little bit, but not enough to really stretch it out to get these guys, and protect these guys. But at the same time, like, hey, it doesn't take hard to kind of dip in the ring, guys. To fucking break the count of the ref, at least try that. You show that hey, you know you don't want to get you're not trying, not trying to get counted out, but you're trying to get the you're trying to get your opponent. So I you know a little disappointed there. Uh, back from break, Hammerstone's in control, but finally gets you know Holiday gets cut off and starts working on Hammerstone's ankle. Hammerstone, of course, when he won the title from Jacob Fatu in that match, doing a pump kick. On his uh, his ankle that he's uh, landed on, he, he tweaked it and had a really big old freaking, I don't know if it was broken or just sprained. It was a nasty big swollen ankle. It must have, I think he did break it. Um, So part of the story, that part of the story, you know, Holiday is working on it, doing like a, a the Garvin stomp on it and, you know, et cetera. And Holiday's heat was was good but i think it could have been a little more vicious like i was wait i kept waiting for him to switch a gear it's never never did it was just it was it was okay but i wanted him to really get on it get nastier you know you know show that violence without using chairs without you know doing stupid stuff like that like get Get more violent with it. Like, you know, wrap the ankle around the bottom rope and start twisting and yanking on it. You know, uh, just getting just and showing some more body language. Like, you're just trying to just rip this ankle off. It was, it, it's just, it was just like, like they're working, they weren't work. they're working on, like, a, it felt like a cold match and it was a big time world title match at this point with the Heat. Like, it just, it didn't feel like main event. World Championship match, he'll give him the heat, the baby face. That's why. That's why. That's how I felt. Um, soon, you know, Hammerstone's making a comeback, gets him up some kind of fireman carry deal, swings around, and the referee gets hit barely, and he takes this a big old exaggerated bump to the floor. Right? Looked like shit. The crowd booed because it looked like shit. And here comes uh, Caesar Duran and some fat referee in the mask and you know he comes out and of course the heel ref deal and holiday has a chair and he's gonna turn his back on what holiday's gonna do with the chair and it's just I'm like what the hell is this dude are we in what is this i didn't know vince russo was booking mlw so now i'm like oh god this stuff right like this is old stuff Old stuff, man. Crowd didn't like it. Crowd just like, uh, Grizz groan. It was groan, right? They're all just groaning out there. You can hear them. And the referee, the original referee, stops the mask heel referee, and you know, I'm the I'm the official. You know, this is my match. I don't care what Caesar, Caesar Durant says because I guess Caesar Durant's like the commissioner or whatever. And he. The referee kicks that, you know, throw, throws that referee out with the mask, the heel referee, and, and you know, Hammerstone ends up winning the match. And it's just, what a bummer, man. You know, I was really expecting more from these guys. Maybe more is coming. Maybe more is coming. Maybe there's a cage match or something like that. But, oh, man. Like, instead of, like, honestly, instead of having that opening women's match that was 
horrible. They could have just kind of had the two matches, ACH and Matt Cross, and then give them more time for these guys to have it tell, tell more of a story with this match. This match only went like nine minutes, maybe close, maybe nine and a half, but um, you know, give them more time, give them an extra five, you know, to really tell a story. And you could do a more creative finish than this. This was just Monday Night Wars. Or actually, more what TNA wrestling from the Jeff Jarrett, you know, era when you know heel referees and all that stuff. It's just so today, like people want clean finishes for the most part, but you could do fuck finishes with the heels. You, you could just be a little more creative. You have Alicia Toot out there. Um, you know, she tried to get you know she. <laughs> She, at one point, she leaves her shoe in the ring and she goes to distract the referee. And what cracks me up is like she th- puts it right in the middle. Like she could, she could have like hit it in the corner more, but she does it right in the middle. I'm, I'm sure they directed her that so the camera can pick it up. But as she puts it in the middle on the on the ring on the apron, right between you know, in the middle of the ring and between the ropes, you know, under the ropes, but in the middle. She starts running around to the other side to jump on the apron to ref to um distract ref. So you gotta be very confident that ref won't see that fucking shoe there while you trot around. You know, not like she was like the flash and quickly on top of the, the apron to the other side. She's you know, she had to run a little, she took a little while to run that little pencil skirt of hers, right? So it just looked fake and set up and just bullshit. And and that's what you know, so. Honestly, it's kind of a ho-hum episode. And I was pretty bummed about that because uh, maybe my expectations were way too high for the main event. But, hey, man, the way I the way I see Alexander Hammerstone, I, 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 I expect, you know, high expectations from him. You know, and I just think they're kind of handcuffed by the booking here, really. I think with better booking, they would deliver the match that I was expecting, you know. and Because I, I think they're both really talented guys. And I think they're both talented enough to be on uh, prime time. And I hope one day they are. And I think they will because, you know, these guys are good and they deserve it. You know, you know, Slim J, AEW, like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he has a job, but I get, you know, fuck, whatever. Anyways, just. And I'm, you know what? I'm talking about AEW, but fucking WWE as well, you know? Gammerstone, Holiday, get these guys, you know? And and that could happen possibly soon. So, anyways, thank you for listening to Take It Home Podcast. Again, I apologize for my raspy voice, you know, being a bit under weather, though I'm in on the mend. Actually, I sound a lot better than I did on Wednesday's recording. And like I said, by next week, I should be good to go. And uh, for another episode of Take It Old Podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's LaRockaJL. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you want me to cover. Is there another show out there that you want to cover? A match or something? Just shoot me a shoot me a, a message there on Twitter. Uh, I know I got a lot of good feedback on last week's show on the Maple Leaf Gardens for 1998 WWF. A lot of, a lot of retro shows are getting... You know, getting a lot of comments about the retro show, which is really cool. Uh, uh, 
someone suggested maybe something from the 90s, you know, WCW. So, or maybe with War Games coming up in Survivor Series, maybe do like one of the War Games episodes. So, I'm going to look at uh, maybe something from WCW, maybe next week, possibly. But well, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll wait for more suggestions. So, everyone, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Take care and be safe. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.